Ahoy and welcome to this episode of We Missed the, the boat. boat. I am one of your hosts, Josh Cruz. I'm Michelle. And we're here to talk to you about the not so latest and the not so greatest sometimes games. <laughs> Michelle, tell us a little bit more about what this podcast is about for our first time listeners. So if you're joining us for the first time, this is a podcast where we talk about games that we or you or both of us uh, miss the boat on. Or everyone. Or everyone. Games that literally nobody played. Um, we bring to the table, so far it's been one of us bringing to the table a game that the other person didn't play, mm -hmm. uh, talking about the history of that game, fun facts about that game, and then um playing it for a week then we come back and we talk about our experience with the game and i've brought about five nintendo 64 games in a row at this point we've had two yoshi games in a row i know <laughs> i'm not mad about it i'm not mad about it but i hope the listeners are on board with yoshi this will be the fourth week in a row we've talked about yoshi right, right? uh no no third, third. so Last week, if you turn tuned in, Josh brought to the table Yoshi's story for N64, and I played it. Boy's life. <laughs> um, do you have questions for me before I get into it, or... How did you like the super happy tree? So I don't know what that was. Because you skipped the intro. I saw it. Okay, listen, folks. They, if they wanted me to watch the intro, they would have put it when you select to start the game. It's in, it's it's, in, it's the... in the load up to the start screen. I know, and you just couldn't stop that trigger finger from no hitting start. I couldn't. They had a whole beautiful setup for you. Well, too bad, so sad. I didn't watch that, but it was a cute game. I see. That's what I'm saying. And, and as far as the, like the art style. Because I wanted to watch to see if it held up while you were playing. Mm -hmm. And as far as like the art style mm -hmm. and the music and the Yoshi sound effects, it brought a wave of nostalgia crashing down <laughs> on me. And I was very happy. I, um... I didn't was, have to play it, though, so... It was cute. So, okay, let me walk you guys <laughs> through this. It was cute. Uh, the music was all right. Um... The art style was, it was like, it was good. It wasn't as good as Yoshi's Island. Yeah, it was a little fuzzy. It just looks like overall a little fuzzy. The environments were cute and well yeah. done. The Yoshis looked super out of place. And I think what I was missing, and you can kind of tell this in the menus, is that it's supposed to be like a storybook, like pop-up mm -hmm. book point, popping out at you. Mm -hmm. But the only aspect of it that seemed to be pop-out was Yoshi. So that made it feel... Like, I felt like if they were going for that, they should have used more elements that way. Well, I mean, like in the first level, you can see the trees are all like cardboard mm. cutouts and stuff. And you can definitely tell that, and... but I'm saying that like the way that Yoshi is, there should be more things that look more similar to Yoshi. As far as the environments? Yeah, if they're trying to go for that 3D effect. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, it was cute. The gameplay... <laughs> was a mess 
Uh, Tell me a little bit more because I remember this game just being the epitome of so N64. I couldn't finish control. it because, well, I mean, I could have finished it if I had wanted to play everything over again, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't like it enough to, you know, go you for that. You got to the last level. I got to the last level with one Yoshi left, and then I died by a trick. A dirty trick, just like the rest of these levels. They oh, have lots yes. of dirty tricks in them. Um, yeah, just like the... Yoshi's Island did too, but like it was brutal yeah. in this game. Like you would... I I remember you weren't watching me, but at one point, I think I was in the fourth or fifth level. Uh-huh. Fourth level, probably. No, maybe it was the third level. The one where there's springs and you have to bounce on the springs to get to the higher levels. I did not um, watch you play that one, so I don't I know remember. you didn't watch me play it, but I'm just letting yeah. the listeners at home, if you know the level I'm talking about, there's like this mechanic where you step on these balls and if you jump on them, they start to spin. And like, they're kind of like a gear, but it, it's like a sphere that you're standing on. So A gear sphere. I had to jump on like three of them in a row. And mm-hmm. on the third one, they had this other part, this other mechanic they had introduced earlier where just balls with spikes on them on a chain could just fall from the ceiling at any time i like that and it and it just happened to fall on that ball the exact moment that i hopped on it that's very good and i feel like it was planned oh it was definitely (laughs) planned by this game but that's what i'm saying is that it was stuff like that that was just like that's a dirty trick there were a lot of dirty tricks and it didn't feel like it was hard because it should be it felt like it was hard because it was like weird <laughs> but it also wasn't that hard of a game just the yeah. the tricks are what got me um tell me about some enemies please Did um you like my them? favorite enemy was i mean i like my shy guys like well, yeah i from yoshi's island I, those are gonna have a special place in my heart my heart um <laughs> I liked, so on in the, the spheres I was talking about, there can be this guy that looks kind of like a mole, but also not. Mm-hmm. And he was, he sits on one of those and he goes in the direction, different directions okay. on the sphere. Um, and it changes by if there's like vibrations, I think. So like if you ground pound oh, okay. somewhere or if like, um, like the, one of those balls fr- falls from the sky and makes things move, I think think that's what triggers him i couldn't figure it out and i wasn't really trying to i was just trying to get by him um but that guy was pretty cool i'm trying to i know who my least favorite enemy was who's your least favorite boy so in the water level i missed this one you didn't watch it in the water level you go through and there's this like seaweed dragon it's this white dragon looking thing that's just got like seaweed on the side of it and he follows your every move and he's about as long as the screen actually he's longer than the screen Mm -hmm. because he goes off screen and he goes up and tries to get you and then he circles around you and then to like get out like then he like goes away from you kind of i think the mechanic is supposed to anticipate where you're going to Mm go um but then like once he's unraveled himself he comes at you again and he straight up killed one of my Yoshis. Mm. And the, he's only in there once. You just have to get from... So you come in from a tube on the left. You have to get out on a tube that's on the right. Mm-hmm. And there's like a hump in the middle. So mm-hmm. you have to get like up kind of in a in a upside down U right, almost. Right, right. But that's hard to do because there's this dragon thing. And he, he is... He has no 
like borders or boundaries he can go anywhere on the screen so like because just because you have to go in this u shape doesn't mean he does right um and that was my least favorite enemy (laughs) i I like the little guys that look like the um the hershey's kisses Mm. that was only in the first level um no they were in the the second the cave level oh Oh, yeah, the little that's true. the 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 rock guys that look uh-huh. like coconuts. Mm-hmm. That if you touch the top of them, you got hurt. Yes, I like the way they look. I, it was very weird the first time I saw them, but they're they're there's some on weird me. enemies in this game that I'm sure they just never touched again. Oh yeah, I mean, and and you could see that in in Yoshi's Island as well. There yeah. were some that you know they carried over to other games. They made these were just all felt like weird, like some like secondhand doodles that somebody made. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the shy guys, I was like, yeah, I know what those are. Right. And right. then there was like a weird. It looked like an off-brand version of the is blip is Blippy the name? No, that's the squid. In Blooper is no, the no, no, no. What's the what's the fish? Cheap cheap. Cheap cheeps. So there was like an off-brand cheap cheap in this nice. game, <laughs> and it looked exactly the same shape and movements and everything, and really even color pattern. But the face was slightly different. Huh, maybe so I got a bootleg cart. It <laughs> it might n- not have supposed to have been cheap cheap, like. Or right, I mean, it right. might have supposed to resemble Cheap Cheap, but not be. But I couldn't tell if that's what they were going for. It's a different subspecies. It wasn't the same. Like the, that wasn't the dominant enemy in that level. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were they were just there, so yeah. it was kind of like a nod, but also not because they yeah. didn't look like Cheap Cheap. <laughs> Very confusing. Um, it overall, if I had to. If you had to boys life it? If I had to boys life rate it, we do 10 points, right? How long have we been doing this podcast? Yeah, 10. <laughs> I'd give it a six and a half to a seven. It was I cute. feel like that's fair. It was cute. It played on my heartstrings. Like, without a doubt, the best part of this game is when you finish a level and it sings the little yeah, song I know. and does it, the thing. You didn't think it's you were going to like it. It's wild and weird. That is our dogs. What is is our house okay? I don't know. <laughs> Let's take a little break and hear from our sponsors. This week's episode of We Missed the Boat is brought to you by Brothers That Let You Borrow Their Lawnmowers. <laughs> brothers That Let You Borrow Their Lawnmowers. They're real great and over six feet tall. <laughs> the, the brothers, not the lawnmowers. But maybe we could arrange for the lawnmowers to be over six feet tall. Whatever you need. Thank Th- you thanks. to Brothers with Lawnmowers for interrupting this broadcast. Go visit brotherswithlawnmowers.com and enter the the promo code BOAT, Miss, Mrs. BOAT, <laughs> MRS, period, space, BOAT. Order now! Okay, so... You didn't cut. <laughs> <laughs> Just right back into it. Do you want me to go back into it? <laughs> no, keep it. Okay. Let's roll with it. Okay. I love it. Did I say my score? I said my score. 6.5 or 7. Yes. 6.75. Yes. Okay. So, I think that's about it for Yoshi's oh, story. Oh, um, Poochie. 
Did you like him? Yeah, but he was only in one level, so I was real. Oh, he's only in the. No, he wasn't. Yeah. No, he was in the first level, and he was in the. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. He was in the second. Oh, level. he was in the cave. He was in the but cave, then he was never again. Oh, that stinks. Yeah. May. Oh, I. You know what? I think he's in some of the other levels of that you don't the, play. Yeah. Because yeah, you can yeah. only play one level per, per world. world. It was very weird. Yeah, and then you have to go back through. That's the one thing they do. I think that's how they tried to extend the. Um, the replayability of the game by forcing they, it <laughs> yeah well i think they might have had some complaints about the number of levels in yoshi's island or something like i don't Probably. know why they would do that unless they were just trying to you know experiment or they did get complaints about yeah it's definitely possible yeah. um i mean like i said overall it was an all right game i didn't love it it was cute yeah that's about all I have to say about it is that it's cute. That's fine. <laughs> and if you like cute and you already have it or you have a friend that has it, play it. Otherwise, I don't necessarily think I missed the boat on it, but... I think you did as as a Yoshi fan. Yeah, I probably missed it at that age. If I Now as an adult, I like I said, it's cute, but I probably don't love it as much as well, I would have. But now you have that in your repertoire. That's true. For when the new Yoshi game comes out on Switch. That's true. Hashtag dated episode. Yeah, thanks for that. Goo, I did it. So if you like something as scary as dating your own podcast episode, boy, do I have a transition for you. Brotherswithlawnmowers.com. Oh, no. <laughs> the sponsored bit's over. And by sponsored, I mean... It's never over. <laughs> we were never sponsored. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, we on. just got interrupted by your brother bringing over a lawnmower. <laughs> okay. Yes. Now that we've effectively ruined my transition... <laughs> And our sponsor. Great. They're never going to sponsor us again. Josh, do you like fog? It's probably my favorite weather condition. Do you like monsters? Do you like round almost? <laughs> I love monsters. They're probably my second Not favorite. Not the monster hunter kind. Oh. Scary, spooky, they going to stab you monsters. Oh, yeah. Those are my second favorite weather condition. <laughs> do you like visions of dark magic yeah then i have a game for you oh good good oh cool. i'm glad i answered <laughs> all those correctly <laughs> so this week in case you missed the title um we are gonna talk about <laughs> more like we missed the title am i right <laughs> we're gonna talk about <laughs> we peaked literally and audibly <laughs> sorry um yeah we'll compress that we'll we'll fix it We'll get it in post. Now that we've completely ruined this entire episode, let's talk about Silent Hill 3. Yay! <laughs> we need like a transition music for that. <laughs> now for the one person still listening. <laughs> okay, let me start by asking you kind of like, Something I like to ask you whenever we talk about a series sure. of games or a genre or a franchise of games. What do you know about Silent Hill and what is your personal experience with Silent Hill? My personal experience is I played... The first one I ever played was Silent Hill 2. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think I played it until 2011. Mm -hmm. that, I think that's right. That sounds about right yeah. for when you would have played games like this. Yeah, because I didn't have a PS2... And I didn't have an Xbox 360 mm -hmm. until um, 
until 2011, but I played it. Oh no! Oh, that doesn't make sense because I played it on PS2 first anyway. So did you play it like at a friend's house or something? Yes. Oh, I got you. Um, and only like the first part for like two hours. Because you said you got really scared. Well, right? we were really scared because where my friend lived was really foggy at the time. It was winter when oh, we played it, and uh-huh. it was in an old an, a dry riverbed that got foggy. Gotcha. Um, okay. And we like went outside, and it was exactly like the game, and it freaked us out. <laughs> so we stopped playing. Um, and I played through all of Silent Hill Downpour. Yes. Which Which I I probably will get a lot of flack for for that being like the only Silent Hill that I've finished. It makes sense. Um with, I liked it. with the consoles that you had access to yeah. on a regular basis. And it makes sense with the fact that you I think you had mentioned to me before that you actually had tried Silent Hill three for like a minute and it was too much. Uh, yeah, I did because I bought the HD collection yes. for my 360 yes, and that has did. two and three on it. And I tried three a little bit. I played two quite a bit. I would say I probably got 40% of the way through yeah. that game. Um, but three, I popped in for like a second and I was like, eh, no. And you watched me play three for like the 3000th time too. I did? Yeah. Cause I remember I found out that you had the HD collection. I was like, cool, let me go ahead and try this out. Oh, and I just yeah. like played it yeah, all yeah, of yeah. it <laughs> because I love this game so much. Yeah. So I think I kind of wish that you hadn't played downpour. Um, although I don't think it's going to skew your view of anything that happens in this game. Um, only because this was my first Silent Hill game. So I had never played a Silent Hill game. I didn't really even know a lot about what Silent Hill was. I'd heard about it. Um, but I hadn't delved into it or looked into it or anything really. I just thought it was a cool, scary game. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'd never played a horror game before. Okay. And so I was kind of like, well... I'll play this horror game and there on went on my journey in which I never touched Resident Evil and only played Silent right. Hill. <laughs> yeah, oh man, because, we need to well, we do need we to touch will, on those. We cause... will touch into Resident Evil games on this and as well as I are they considered horror games like Devil May Cry? Uh no, those no. are like Bayonetta style. Oh, I thought they like, were like action. spooky wooky games. Not not really. They're like way over the top action. Gotcha. Yeah. Disregard that last message. But we will be <laughs> touching on those at some point as well. Oh yes. We'll touch on a lot of games in this. Quick sidebar, which Resident Evil games have you even touched? One, because uh-huh. we do that uh-huh. drinking game. Uh huh. Um and we four the same way. I've never played four. That was the one we played at Casey's house. Shout out to Casey and Jordan if they're listening to this, which I'm pretty sure they are. They might. (laughs) But yeah, we played four at their house. I thought we played one. We did that the year before. And then the last time we did it was Okay. And then I've played a little bit of seven. Okay. Because at this point, no offense if you haven't, but like who hasn't played at least a little bit of seven at this point? Well, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of people. Uh, yeah, but I mean, of people who are interested in anything right. Resident Evil related. Yeah. It's like the one that everyone's kind of yeah. messed around with at this point. And I've I've never beaten one, but I've touched one, four, six. I've beaten multiple storylines in six. Because gotcha. six has like four different things or whatever. Well, this isn't about Resident Evil. So one, let's, four, six, get, let's get over to I just wanted Silent to Hill. Tickle, yeah. Tickle they're they're very, it's kind of hard style. to talk about one without talking about the other because right. they were so parallel in 
production and like in reception yeah you know most people you there are people out there like people who love horror games that love both but for the most part you interacted with one or the other right and i interacted with silent hill just because i never got around to resident evil um so uh silent hill 3 came out on the ps2 in uh 2003 its north american release date was august 5th of 2003 sure so the pc version came out i believe a few months later so it was still in 2003 um for the most part i think it might have it might have had a 2004 release for north america Mm -hmm. but so this was a ps2 and uh, PC only release until later it went in the HD collection, yeah. which technically isn't a Silent Hill 3 game. It's a collection. So it's considered different things. <laughs> so I think it's on other things as well. I think that also came to PS3 possibly. Yeah, I think that. I can't remember, but I don't have those hard numbers just because mm-hmm. that's technically not a statistic for Silent Hill 3. Um, this. Very- Another sidebar, I'm very sad that the Silent Hill HD collection came to Xbox 360, but the Metal Gear Solid HD collection only came to PS3. That's all. Okay, well, we'll actually talk about Metal Gear in a second. I know. So, um, this was I'm published... I'm looking at your notes. This was published by... Uh, or This was developed by Konami, specifically the KCET, Konami Computer Entertainment sure, yeah. Team, I think is what it is. Um, I can I'm, I can picture the logo. Yeah, in my head right now. It, it, but it's Konami. Right. Um, and specifically, specifically on this game was Team Silent. Team Silent is important because it is the group of developers, um, sound producers, music directors, everything that worked on the first four Silent Hill games. Okay. So after that, it was not the same team. So Team Silent is who worked on these games. Um, a fun fact about Team Silent is it's noted from members of the team mm-hmm. that they were made up of staff that had previously failed on other projects, and all of them, in fact, were going to leave, but they, but Konami approached them and said, hey, we want all of you to work together on this project, and that was Silent Hill, the first one. Oh, okay. And so they stayed, and all of them stayed through the four games. Wow. Um, and That's pretty impressive. It, it's a really, from what I understand, it's a really tight-knit team, and really amazing team, too. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about members of the team in a second here. This also was published by Konami, of course. Right. Uh, and if you're not familiar with Konami, just a couple games by them. Uh, Castlevania uh, yeah. is a Konami game. The Metal Gear, all of the Metal Gear games. Yeah. And Super Bomberman. Yeah. So those are their kind of big ones. Also, like, Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, um, that's Konami. I didn't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of big games come from Konami. They've got a list a mile long. Yeah. Um, not so they're very bad. Yeah, they're not so um, publicly loved or accepted any longer after their split with Kojima that yeah. ended very poorly, as and, well and, as yeah. their cancellation of games like Silent Hills, which was the next game in the Silent Hill, right. and their move away from like console gaming to mobile gaming and yeah and and pachinko machines and pachinko machines um, and predatory what is called predatory behavior um on their part well yeah and because because and i will say that just konami is not just a a software no publisher they have a lot going on for them in japan yes exactly Um, I, i get it 
from the, we get the, it from it, a financial standpoint yeah. but just some of the their tactics have been less than awesome yeah. uh in recent years so at the time of recording this podcast konami is currently pretty widely hated uh by members of the gaming community but who knows if you're listening to this a few years in the future maybe konami does something really cool and we all decide we like them again it's possible <laughs> anything is possible in games um but not after metal gear survive <laughs> am i right <laughs> So the producer on this game, and I may pronounce the the any names I say here incorrectly, but it was uh, I believe Akira Yamako or Yamo Yamaoko or Ma- Yamaoka. Yamaoka. And um, this producer is also a composer. So where they are not, um, whenever they're not a producer on projects, mm-hmm. they're a music director on projects. Uh, cool. They're also the music the the music composer for Silent Hill Three. Um, oh, okay. And they their previous work was on Contrast, Shattered Soldier, Lollipop Chainsaw. They were the music director, mm-hmm. and they were the executive producer on the Silent Hill movie in two thousand six. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it it kind of I put that in there just to show you that the teams that were working on these earlier Silent Hill games were very invested in their yeah. story and their characters and and the world that they had created and worked on. Um, the director for this game is Kazuhide Nakazawa, and this is this person is important to note because they later joined Kojima Productions oh, when really? Kojima left. Oh, when he left. Okay, so he didn't work on any Metal Gear it's games. It's possible that they worked on any Metal Gear games. It, however, they didn't have a easily traceable history for me. Sure. But the thing that was of note is that they did leave to join Kojima Productions. I like that. So... Very talented team, like, just to show you who is behind this game. Um, About the game itself. So. Tell me about this game. This is happening 17 years after Silent Hill, the first one. Right. Um, It is a survival horror game, which I'm sure most people would know at this point, based on Silent Hill, what all of its wonderful marketing. (laughs) (laughs) It's third person. Um, You play as Heather Mason raised by harry mason who is the protagonist of the first two games no no first game sorry yeah i haven't played the second game so yeah i'm I'm blanking on his name even though i've started that game like seven times (laughs) but i can't remember his name um and then the so things about the way that this game works is i i don't want to get too deep into it huh might be james sorry (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to get too deep into it because i don't want to ruin anything because a lot of a lot of the beauty of this game is the illusions of what is happening what you think is happening what appears to be happening and what is actually happening um so without going too deep into anything uh there's three main gameplay components here there's combat exploration and puzzle solving the puzzles get really hard um it, in this game is there a difficulty setting yes. for puzzles because i know in silent hill 2 there is i don't believe it's for puzzles i believe it's overall There's, okay because i i in, could be wrong it could be there could be a puzzle specific one because in downpour there is the combat pu- difficulty yes. and puzzle difficulty and i think it's that way in two but i could be wrong it if it's that way in two then i believe it's that way in three yeah. i never mess with that kind of stuff sure. i just kind of press just go through, just go through it yeah. everything um but even on normal the puzzles do get really hard oh, yeah. this was one of the first games that i ever played that i had to look it up 
Sure. Um, like, and aside from, of course, Mist and Uru, which I played that were very hard and yeah. I had to look up. But this was like the first game I played on my own that I had to go online and find out what the IGN walkthrough said to do because I couldn't figure it out. And then I found out that the puzzle I was working on was uh, randomly generated so nobody could help oh, me. Good. <laughs> Those are the best. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's definitely hard. It's a hard game in, in the puzzle aspect. The combat, I don't find to be that difficult. It's the camera. So the camera... Is fixed camera in this game? Um, yes. Yeah, it is. Um, I always forget the terms. <laughs> I yeah. know, I, I know, like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, and... It gets real awkward, some of the yeah. movements that you have to do in this game. I will say that. Um, and that That's one of the main turnoffs for me with Silent Hill 2. That's like one, besides and they, be, getting really scared get, and frustrated. It didn't really get better in 3. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. But the payoff is so worth it in this game. Like, for all of its faults, you get so such an amazing story and such an amazing game. Um, there's also three possible endings to this game. Uh, Just like any good Silent Hill game. It is rumored that there is a fourth. But nobody's found it or data mined it? People say that they found it, but then they're like, is that technically an ending? Is it not? It's like a weird thing. It's called the phantom ending. Kind of like how in the first one there's that weird like, is it the first one or is it the second one that's... With the dog? The dog. That's two. That's two. Okay. Like there's... And then there's also one of the three is a joke ending. So technically yeah. there's two endings, but there's possibly three and yeah. it's very confusing. I looked up a lot of things about it. <laughs> I think Downpour has five. Yeah, Downpour's I to, I got a weird yeah. Because I wasn't gonna play through that game five times. No, but, I don't blame you. Um, but one of them is a pyramid head ending, and it's oh, very yeah. cool. Um so some fun facts about this game is that it was developed simultaneous to development on a game titled Room 302 which was later released Silent as Silent Hill 4, The Room. Um, it, also, this game... Let me bring this up here. I had some notes. Uh, not that one. The other one. This one. Okay. So, it was originally not meant to be a direct sequel to the first game, Silent Hill 3, uh-huh. because this is considered a direct sequel to the first game. Right, right. Um, it, there... In an interview, one of the staff, the development team, I can't, I don't see the citation here as to who, but it says that they had said, um, originally the intention was to not make Silent Hill 3 a direct sequel to the first game. In fact, the scenario was completely different, but fans seemed to want to tie, what does it say here? But it wanted to tie up some loose ends. So we tried that even though some on the staff did not agree with the decision. So it was kind of controversial to be able to do this at all. Um, but overall, like, it it ties up a lot of stuff okay. in the story. Um, it really, it works well together on it. Um, the other, one of the other cool things, well, not really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Silent Hill Revelations 3D released in 2012. That film is Silent Hill 3. Yes. I, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that came out and... Uh, I was like, oh, I've never seen the first Silent Hill, <laughs> and I started to watch it. And by, I, I just didn't like it that much. By all accounts, it's not like a terrible, it's not terrible movie. It's not terrible. Um, I won't watch them. 
Yeah. Uh, I refuse to because I have a, like I said, a really special place for Silent Hill in my yeah. heart. And these games mean a lot to me. Um, and I don't want to taint that <laughs> with terrible, terrible, yeah. possibly terrible movies. And the first Silent Hill game, did that come out on PlayStation 1? Or was that a PS2 game as well? The first Silent Hill yes. game? The you No, know. that was PlayStation 1. Okay. Yeah. Because there's... Uh, Silent Hill Shattered Memories mm-hmm. is Silent Hill 1, but like retold. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So if, if you if, if you feel like you don't want to play Silent Hill 3 because you'd be missing the first half of that story or so. To be honest, or something. the way knowing... So since Silent Hill 3 was my first game yeah. in Silent Hill, and then going back, playing 1, understanding the story and how everything connects, you won't really be that lost yeah. Um, in three, the main, and I have to say all of this without spoiling anything for you, <laughs> <laughs> the main connecting thread is the main plot point of this game. Oh, okay. So when you finish this game and you understand everything, yeah. you can know like, oh, this is probably what happened in the first one. Sure. Like it's pretty they, they it. obvious yeah. what happened in the first one. there's flashbacks in this game. Yes. Right? A little bit. It's complicated. Right. No, I know. <laughs> um, I, I have cheated a little bit because I've watched some of this game. Yeah, you've watched before, some of this. So. Um, so the thing, the only thing you're going to, you really miss out on, and I can just say this, this is a spoiler alert for the first Silent Hill, but if you're going to play this game and you want to kind of have context, um, what you miss is that in the first Silent Hill, Harry killed a really important, powerful god nice just like any good video game should end yeah it was it's brutal and it's disgusting and it's like a very like gory horror attack and it's like super super horror game um and that's the context and and another thing happens but i don't want to say what that is because it kind of gives away the whole point of this game if any of that makes sense but if you would have played the first one you kind of would have known it anyways but but we digress. But we digress. <laughs> the other thing that I wanted to mention here, two things. Um, one is that in Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, there is some art of the church from Silent Hill 3 inside of the library in the Granny Gorky Lab, which doesn't mean anything to me. As well, the, quote, silencer corpse in the construction site in Silent Hill 3 is noted as being a reference to Metal Gear Solid. And what a thrill. Yeah, so it kind of connects things together, which I'm really not that surprised with. Um we obviously know that Kojima had eyes on Silent Hill. So that that Silent Hill things being in Metal Gear doesn't really surprise me. And of course, if you're going to have a suc- another successful franchise, in your company, you're probably going to reference it in your game. So everything kind of makes sense there. I and, can't wait and, until you play Snake Eater. And now knowing the context of, you know, that somebody actually did go on to work with Kojima directly. And mm. I'm sure more members of this team yeah. probably were involved in some way. I don't know the ins and outs of that. But clearly people were connected at this company. Oh, sure. So, it, I mean, it doesn't really surprise me, especially in the early 2000s with these kinds of unique games coming out of the same company like 
all of it makes sense. The other thing that's really cool that I want to talk about is um, at least eight women worked on this game, including four Japanese women. Um, contrary to what a lot of people think, a lot of people criticize the fact that Heather wears a miniskirt mm-hmm. in this game. Um, it, like In retrospective pieces, I think it's been criticized, but this actually was a decision made by women on the design team because they wanted her to be feminine. And the original male designers had put her in like a jean outfit and it looked very out of place right. and she did not look right at all. So it was like a, it's a really cool thing. One that a lot of women worked on this game and that they're in influence really did make it into the game yeah and it's this is like for me this was one of the first like female roles in a game that i could see and directly i could play as a female in a game which was really cool for me um and also like what i believe is a pretty strong female character so she's heather's really cool um i liked playing as her she gets a little bit annoying (laughs) but that's because she's 17 so She's not really supposed to be, like, the coolest person in the world. (laughs) Um, So, I loved this game and honestly would probably give this game, like, a 10 out of 10 today if I had to, like, play it. Really? (laughs) Oh, this is one of my top games of all time. This is my top horror game of all time. Okay. It's amazing. But then again, I'm a player Resident Evil. Maybe I'll play Resident Evil and decide otherwise. But um, it's, it's amazing. It's terrifying. In, like, the best and worst ways. Uh, I, some of the enemies, like, I still have nightmares about. <laughs> um, and the overall, like, theme and vibe that you get from this is, I think, really unique for horror. Okay. It t- and, it, and the way that Silent Hill as a franchise and specifically this game utilize monsters mm-hmm. and interaction with monsters and uniqueness and the mechanics of the monsters is really cool. Like there's these guys, I don't know what they're called, <laughs> but they're really super tall. They're probably like 10 feet tall, maybe taller. And they have these weird stumps. So like they have long arms and then in the middle, it kind of turns into like just hanging skin almost Mm -hmm. and then they have these big they look like um punching bag sized stumps on the ends and they're bloody and everything and that's like what they hit you with and the old gumbies and you would think that the mechanics would be super bad on those which they're kind of bad but overall like they run pretty well and they attack they interact with you pretty well it's of course being a game like this in the time that it was released right. they're pretty easy to like dupe <laughs> you can get away from them without a lot of trouble but just overall like the way that the builds on these monsters are is really cool so i think it's one of the things that makes this game really special um, yeah i'm excited to that that is one of my favorite things in horror games as far as things that scare me to death um is yeah. uh, a monster design or any it, design. and it's really like obviously the graphics aren't quite there anymore right, right. but but with that I hd think, collection <laughs> i'm interested to see um how good the hd collection what is i played it like i said a little bit yeah. a couple years ago now it would have been but i don't remember what how good it looked in comparison right. i also have the ps2 version if you want to play it yeah, i've already installed but... <laughs> the, the hd collection but uh, josh will be playing this on an xbox one 
no, an Xbox. No, uh, well, oh, it'll yeah, be Xbox, Xbox One, but backwards you're, compatible. You're doing yeah. backwards compatible. Um, with the HD collection. Yeah. So if you want to do that at home, I recommend it. It's probably going to look a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, and it, it might be a little hard to find. I mean, you could probably buy it digitally on probably. the Xbox Marketplace and maybe PSN. Maybe. I'd I'm not sure check. on that. But anyways, before you do go buying that, let's see how other people liked this game. Yeah, what did Boys so, Life give this one? Boys Life did not rate this one. Well, dang it! <laughs> Metacritic On Metacritic, it has an 85 out of 100. And we're going to be talking about the PS2 version here. The PC version does have worse scores in yeah. some cases by a lot. Yeah, I'm seeing that. The combat wow. system did not transfer over quite right. Um, and there were a lot of complaints about the mechanics on the PC version sure. and how combat worked because it, it was not done well, right. um, the way that it kind of transferred over. So you'll see that if you ever see, for the most part, if you ever see a Silent Hill review that gives it like a six or a seven, that is because of the PC version. It is right. 100% the PC version. Unless it's downpour. And, well, no, I'm talking about Silent Hill 3. <laughs> Um, but IGN gave it an 8.8 out of 10. Um, some of the notable points that people have made about this game is that it has truly horrifying sections. It packs genuine scares and the feeling of eeriness and doom is almost overwhelming. One of the things that I also have noticed That's is high praise, right? One of the things that I've also noticed is a lot of people, of course, are comparing this to Resident Evil games. Yeah. Um, and in that comparison, I've seen it made that while Resident Evil is more of a horror slash em up kind of feel to it um, and scary in that way. Silent Hill is more eerie and takes advantage of sound design in a way that makes you feel terrified. Yeah. And, and I would argue that even the first two Resident Evils are like that as well. Yeah. Um, they and and maybe maybe the third one. Mm -hmm. I'm not as uh, brushed up on mm -hmm. three as I would like to be, but I know four is where they started to go more action horror. Gotcha. But the the first Resident Evil, um, you know, especially the, you know the first half in mm -hmm. the mansion, um, is is like that as well. It, it kind of gets a little more actiony as it goes gotcha. on, but uh, but yeah, the the beginning of Resident Evil one. And the entirety of the Silent Hill games feel very similar. Yeah. So it's like they Silent Hill played Resident Evil One and wanted to recreate a whole game of that feeling. And it, I like I can't speak to its similarities at yeah. all, but Silent Hill has has you feeling like uncomfortable in your own skin during the quietest moments. Oh yeah. Like in a way Absolutely. that i've never experienced from a horror movie before and as someone yeah. who loves horror movies you know it's really important to me that a horror game utilize the same things that scare me in a horror movie but in yeah. a way better way and silent hill does that like it this silent hill 3 is terrifying but in a great way <laughs> yeah I, i'm excited to hopefully say uh next week that i have beaten more than just silent hill downpour in this series <laughs> you should be able to beat it if you look it up on how long to beat main plus extras is like eight and a half hours yeah so hopefully it doesn't I don't get take stuck that long and, and... it it yeah the puzzles i think because you've played enough games with puzzles that most of them will be okay there's yeah. a couple that are just like ugh. <laughs> and, and to be honest i will probably end up using a walkthrough at some point i would recommend it or you um, yeah you 
just to maybe maybe find a weapon that makes it a little easier on some spots maybe that won't be your thing so much as getting through the puzzles well yeah the there's puzzles that are like open this door and you think that you've done everything right and the door won't open and then you want to like throw your disc out a window and just me okay (laughs) run it over with your brother with a lawnmower we're not doing that anymore um also silent hill 3 sold over 300,000 copies by november of 2003 how many did you say over 300,000 that was pretty good for pretty good for a survival horror game in 2003 on ps2 (laughs) yeah because 2003 would have been probably resident evil 3 i don't know or maybe right about that time i i I don't know i shouldn't have said anything no because now everybody's gonna yell at me on twitter Mm mm-hmm it also they don't even listen to this, this also was the top of the charts in japan uh at this time because oh, wow. of its sales so for so did it so did in it japan top it it got for the top year? sales um, or for, for that month or for, for release or for release okay. i believe yeah so which i mean it was in that sweet spot so when sure. a lot of things get released well i'm i'm very excited to play it and yeah i think you're gonna like it if you have a chance at home like i really recommend playing this game i can't recommend it enough play it with the lights off it sucks do it <laughs> <laughs> that's how i played this game for the first time i turned off all the lights in my living room and i was terrified yeah uphill in the snow both ways yeah you youngins <laughs> So the next part of this podcast is where we have a little segment called Now Boarding, and we talk about a game that we don't want you to miss the boat on. I bring it up every time, even if we don't have a game for it. So Josh, do you have a game? Oh, I yeah, do. you do. And this actually might end up uh, coming back on the podcast at some point, uh, because I just got done playing a little game called Oxenfree. Oh, whoa. Didn't expect this. Yeah. This I is mean, not up to date. I... Started playing it on uh, on Friday of this week, mm-hmm. and I beat it tonight, Sunday. So it took me, I don't know, maybe eight or... It did not take you long at six all. Six hours, yeah. eight hours, maybe. Um, a really good game. I was not expecting... The voice acting is great, and that's really what carries... The art looked really cool. The I tried to watch as really little cool. of this game yeah. as possible because I wanted to experience it. Um, and now I'm telling Josh that he absolutely needs to make it a We Missed the Boat Oh man, it's, it's very good, <laughs> and it's only uh, a year old. Yeah, it's or not that a year old. and a half old. So, no. um, you haven't missed the boat entirely yet. Uh, no. We'll probably we'll come back to this at some point, but uh, yeah, that's that's what I played this week that I haven't played before. Uh, I've mostly been playing Monster Hunter World still, and uh, and loving it. I didn't think I was going to recommend this game, but um, I'm going to because I want to. And it's also very fun. If you like cards. Oh, no. <laughs> if you like poker <laughs> at all, in any way, shape, or form, you should play Super Blackjack Battle 2 Turbo Edition, which has just released on Xbox One as of recording this podcast. Um, Good music. It has amazing music and art style. I believe that it goes on 20% off sales a lot. Even the pre-order for it was like 20% oh, really? off. The It's by Head Up, yeah, Head Up yeah. Games, um, who worked on... Oh my gosh, what did they work on? They have like Super Meat Boy and stuff like that. Oh yeah, they worked um, on, on a lot of that. And this game, like, if this game is full price, I honestly wouldn't recommend buying it because it's not that great. But it's a pretty fun little game where you play blackjack with a bunch of different people. Like, you have 
12 different enemies and it's in like a street fighter style and you go 10 rounds um battling like you're playing against the dealer but like you're seeing who runs out of money first basically um and it's it's kind of entertaining for a lot of it there's some parts of it that get really boring but for the most part it's really fun and it made me want to play blackjack all the time so (laughs) i suggest it a lot and it's only on xbox one and pc uh it's coming to switch later this year as of recording this podcast Mm -hmm. but i don't know when take your blackjack on the go (laughs) well i think this is the perfect switch game I yeah, or neat. mobile game. I yeah. don't think it works that well on Xbox, but it also has a party mode that you can play with three other people yeah. on the same controller too. Yeah. So um, if you don't want to like bust out cards, <laughs> you can. And, and if you want, uh, if you want all that in writing. You oh yeah, I also wrote. Out... A, I also wrote a review for it, but we're not gonna pimp that because <laughs> I just like gave the whole review. So <laughs> give it a click. Um... <laughs> Okay, so are we doing yeah, this oh, yeah. too? Okay, so if you have a game that um, you really want us to play, we really would appreciate an email um, about like the game that you love or why and why you love it. Our email is we miss the boat biz b i z at gmail dot com. Um, you can also tweet us at Twitter. Uh, we're at missed boat. Uh, we have open DMs. You can slide into our DMs and <laughs> tell us about your favorite game. But emails are super easy. And this week, we have two emails. So yeah, we're going to go over them here. Um, so let's let's start with this one. It says, very urgent. So let's go ahead and um, read this really quick. Um, dear friend, with due respect, <laughs> I would like to introduce myself to you. Oh, that's nice. They're being really formal. That is good. I am Mr. Abraham Ali M., a banker by profession. Brag about it. I work with one of the largest banks here as the group. No, the largest bank. Oh. One of the largest bank. (laughs) Here as the group managing director, chief executive author. Okay, what's the game? Meanwhile, I have this immense opportunity to transfer the overdue funds worth of $7,300,000 U.S. dollars. Wow. Oh, wow. If we play his game, where is this game? Keep this business extremely confidential. Oops. Well, I think we're not going to play that game. I don't know what game it was. There was no game in there. Well, so, thanks anyway, Thanks, Abe. Thanks anyway. Okay, Um, this one is from Mrs. Franiska Carlson. Greetings, my dear. I sent this email praying it will found you in a good condition of health. Since <laughs> I... Oh, can you read the subject line first? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, I think this is the title of the game. It says, why me in this terrible condition, period. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to start over. I sent this mail praying it will found you in a good condition of health (laughs) since I myself are in a very critical condition in which I sleep every night without knowing if I may be alive to see the next day. I am Miss Francisca Carlson from Denmark, wife of late Mr. John Carlson. Oops, clicked away from it. (laughs) 
Oh, Something sorry. about a God-fearing it. person who can claim this money and use it for charity works, for orphanages, widows, and also build schools for less privileges than will be named after my late husband. I do not want a situation where this money will be used in an ungodly manner. That's why I'm taking this decision. I'm not afraid of death, so I know where I'm going. Good for you. Okay, but where's the game? I am waiting for your reply. Should I reply to her and ask her what wh- what her game submission is? Ask her where she's going. Okay, let me ask. <laughs> Dear Mrs. Carlson. Franiska. I spelled it wrong, but that's okay. She doesn't really spell that well either. What? Dariska. <laughs> what game would you like to submit? Okay, well, if she responds by um, the next podcast, we'll definitely give you an update. But it doesn't look like anyone actually submitted a game this week. So this was a false alarm, guys. But guess what? If you submit a game, we'll read your email. Even if it's got your deepest, darkest secrets about your dead husband and charity work. So (laughs) (laughs) submit a game. Get it over to us. Okay. God, is this the end of the podcast? Yeah, it is. I love that segment so much, but man, that was some pretty heavy stuff there at the end. That, was, I, that went the direction I didn't expect it to go. So, in case you missed it, don't miss it. Follow us on Twitter, at Miss Boat. Yeah, and that has our uh, personal Twitters uh, attached to yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so you, you can follow us there if you And like. if you have a game that you really want us to play, let us know. If you want to come on to this podcast and talk about that game, let us know. We may or may not be having a guest on this podcast uh, very soon. Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, we we're... won't give details at this time. No comment. No comment, but uh, <laughs> we are we are very excited, and uh, it's going to be about a game that I did not expect, and it was very good. You giving them that deep tease? Yep. <laughs> What's that a saint I? I don't know. It was a little, but. <laughs> Hey everybody, uh, this is Josh Cruz and I'm here to, to sink this boat in the only way that I know how by saying my catchphrase that I say every week, deep blue tease. <laughs>